When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The award-winning Crunch Time. Saturday of Round 7. Thus far, we've seen a complete Friday schmozzle where... Richmond took full toll on West Coast, but the real matches of this round are ahead of us. Beginning this afternoon at GMHBA Stadium, Geelong hosting Fremantle. Melbourne have five missing through COVID in the twilight when they run into Hawthorne. Tomorrow, there's the Bulldogs who simply must turn in a win against Essendon, and the climax of the round closes us off where we'll get a, a real feel for the pecking order as the Sydney Swans and Brisbane meet at the SCG. Jared Waitley, Sam Edmund, Kane Corns, and Dermot Burton with you for crunch time to chew over the events of the week, the key issues that have occupied so many minds, and then we'll stray to the footy that lies in store for us. So the Ruckman have dominated a big portion of the week, and Sam, it's two PCLs in three days. Mm. We'll do that. A spike, a spate, a cluster. It's a slightly broader picture. Not slightly. It's, an, it's a much broader picture than that in the ruck stocks across the competition. If you're over 200 centimetres or even close to, Jared, and you've got a semblance of ability, put your hand up for the <laughs> mid-season draft because I tell you, they are in demand. Now, there's a ruck shortage across the competition at the moment, I think it's fair to say. So, at last count, 16 rucks out of action this weekend. Haven't you heard the saying... If you're, you know, under six foot six, you get two years to show you can play. If you're over six foot six, they go, they give you two years to show you can't, you you, you can't play. Hundred yeah. percent. So you got Grundy, Nat Nui, Marshall, Darcy, Pitnet, Hickey, Lysett, McAvoy, Segler. The list goes on yeah. and on. Reeves and Reeves, um, Naismith, Cherry, Jackson, Phillips. So it is amazing that the rucks have fallen the way they have. And there's not a lot out there either, though, Jared. So if you rewind to twelve months ago. Last year's mid-season draft, that was the land of the Giants. That was the ruck draft. Four of them went in the top seven last year. Admittedly, younger players, project players, if you like, all kids. But there was Edwards, Moyle, Lane, Heath, Murkoff. This year, we're told next to none. So I tell you, if you've got any ability and and you're applying your trade at a, at a reasonable level, you're putting your hand up. Is there also the notion that they just might be a little bit more uncoordinated? <laughs> Well, well, perhaps. I know I know how you feel about the rucks, uh, Dermot. Class I, action pending. I, I, yeah. I, I bow, I'm, I'm tiptoeing backwards out of, out of that one and turning the lights off. But um, it is a fascinating watch. As far as the PCLs, uh, Jared. are we thinking, and Kane, that it's lightning's just struck twice here in the, in the same weekend and then we, we move on? Well, I had this discussion with Kingy yesterday. He thinks it's time to change now. And I'm saying, we'll just... I think we just need to sit back, don't we? I mean, we've had a pretty good run. It is a combative position that you play when you run at each other from a few metres away and go bang. So at some stage, you're bound to get an injury somewhere. And the, the second point is, what do you change it to? 
So if you, if you want to, if you're in the category that you want the rule changed, then it's a jump ball, or then it's a ball up where you can actually put your arm out and you wrestle at the centre bounce. So do we do we want that? Because I think it's a unique part of the game. Take it out, and Nick Natanui is almost rendered useless because he doesn't do much around the ground. His major weapon is what he does in the tap work and the centre bounce advantage that he gives you. So do you want to? Do you want to eradicate some player's biggest strength in the game? I'm not sure we do Very on the back true. of two injuries. Yeah. No, you can't have it like jousting where they where they have to glide past each other. <laughs> there is a craft to it, and it does that is part of the craft, is uh. jumping at the centre bounce. Some of the guys jump, pretend to jump early and don't jump, and then they outreach the other opponent who's jumped early. So there's this whole craft about it, and to actually get knee on knee is... It probably happens about once every hundred times they jump, true knee on knee. Of course, they make contact, but it's a fairly small target zone. I I think we just had... Hold. Hold. (laughs) Like William Wallace would say, Jared, hold. So I spoke with Danny Corcoran yesterday who just walked me through the history of it. He was the footy manager at Melbourne in 2000, and the centrepiece of this was Jeff White. And Ruckman were running at each other from... 10 metres away and crashing in. And the PCL was a scourge in the game. And he was a jumper. Yep. Yep. Neil Danaher drove it with the coaches, didn't get a lot of support. So Danny went and sat with Ian Collins and and explained it and said, this is such a quintessential part of the sport and always has been that we have to take a step towards making it safer. And so the outer circle came in then. And just going back and looking at so the Ruckman tell us, don't worry about the Grundy one. That's a freak of nature. Mm. Study the Darcy Pitnet. So Darcy gets four steps in terms of momentum to bang knees with Pitnet. So Danny's view, I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. I sort of half-assed him. Is narrow the circle so that it's two steps as a starting point. So we're doing everything to keep the bounce on the ruck contest rather than shed it. And the idea from that... if you can reduce the momentum and the force with which they hit, they will still be able to take two steps and jump, but it will eradicate the bang at full Clark, force. And Clark, two steps, Clark two steps. Clark Keating would be mortified. <laughs> but often, I can understand that, Jerry, because off four steps, there's a little pitter, pitter, patter, two steps, bang, into it. But off two steps, all your weight... Behind the two steps is going upwards. You still have a collision, but you'd think that there wouldn't be as much grunt behind. It's such a difficult one. And then if you – I mean, there's talk that can we see the bounce being eradicated in the next five to ten years completely? It's just a throw-up? Because if it's a throw-up, you're going to have more knee injuries because the ball is accurately in between – the opponents every time. And then you take the other side of it, the non-jumpers, the the blokes who step across the line and want to use body. Uh, they're being penalised at this point in time. Does that then become uh, the, 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 the poster for ruck work? Step across the line, use your body and outreach the opposition. So I think you want as many varieties of technique as, Correct. as yep. there is in the game. Yep. So. By narrowing the circle, all, all you're doing is remove is you're lessening the momentum at the moment of of collision, impact, of contest, and most of the time it's perfectly fine. So anyway, that was so. Danny was the original architect of the outer circle, and Ian Collins, who 
he was a pen-stroke man. Yep, that makes perfect sense. We're doing it. Um, and Colo's probably been the one in that position who's been happy to do that. But So Danny was just thinking through what would constitute a uh, the first step towards lessening the the impact on Ruckman. What would happen? Felt that that might that might be worth thinking about. Yeah. What would happen, Jared, if you took away the centre line, and no one else is allowed inside the circle? But if they were, it was almost the sumo wrestling circle, so they could ring around each other. If one could get around and a quick step, two, three, jump, that would take away, I think, the full frontal. Bang. You're right, but we had that. We had that with the Primus rule. So, that, so, that, so Matty Primus used to come. There was no line, so you could come across and block the yep. jumper, and you could, and then they removed that, basically on the back of Matthew Primus being too dominant. And I remember at the time, Mark Williams was really critical of the AFL for saying that it was just directed at Matty Primus. So, Jared's right. Why can't we? Why do we look at that? Do we overreact to certain things like that? There wouldn't be a Matthew Primus right now in the game that's capable of doing that, but it'd be nice to be able to change things up and move your angle. Pitternet's probably beaten. the closest. Probably. Because so he's so, I, so heavy in the body. He's, he's very good at boundary line throw-ins, which is a simulation of that action. What are the Rundy, argument? Rundy might be good as well, but I just think we overreact at times to, to one player or one injury. You know, just... just yeah, just relax. What of the Corey McKernan argument, Jerry, that this is the only um, act or action in the game where one player is allowed to just look solely at the opponent and not yeah. at the ball and get away with it, which is Corey's <laughs> big on. But, I mean, you can both be looking at the ball and, and still cause PCL damage, can you not? Yeah, well, there's a bit of Russian roulette mm. in that, isn't there? But, Kane, you, you love the gladiatorial side of I, that, don't I, you? I just do. I just I, I like the fact that you can go in there and make a big statement. And it takes some courage to do that. And I, that's what I, I didn't mind what Sean Darcy did. I mean, I just, I just think to put yourself in that position and, you know, to legally go and try and injure your opponent, it's been happening for years and mm. years and years. Like, it t- you don't have to look at the ball when you go for a tackle. Like you can actually crunch someone with a tackle without. But in a marking the ball. in a marking contest with a ball, yeah. which is comparative, then yeah, you no, can't. No, you do. Yeah, you do. but you can still you can still drive your knee into the back of an opponent and sort of pretend you're looking at the ball. So it's, there's still legal ways that you can injure. I thought you were a ball player too. <laughs> oh, listen to the dark arts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, damn, you can you can take over here if you like. No. <laughs> you're the, you're Pretty the hard to do that when you're in front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it is, it is – I think we have had – my final saying would be we've had two injuries occur close to each other and that's raised the red flag. Mm. I've got a feeling we just keep the, that red flag just on hold, yeah. just see what happens. It's a combative sport and we don't want to get into the situation where every rule that we have, and it's a glorious sport that allows for physical contact. Let's see how it pans out over an average length of time. Well, it's like the syndesmosis. I mean, how many syndesmosis ankle injuries do we have we seen in the last two years? Uh, and the AFL has done nothing to shorten the tackle or for the umpire to blow their whistle quicker, so you're not getting, you know, brought to the ground. So if you overreacted to every single injury, would be changing the rules all the time. Yeah, and that's why we shouldn't be doing anything ever within a season. Is let mm. it play out. Let the let particularly the ruckman of the day and also their coaches, you know, do do the study around that and then at the end of the season go we have constantly changed this to 
both uh, to protect the ruck contest, but also to give the ruckman some sort of protection and just work out at the end of the year whether it's time for the next iteration of that. And the biggest... So that's sort of the minutiae. The biggest issue for the game is the TV rights, Sam, because uh, the industry is set up that the money comes in from the TV rights, Mm. uh, funds everything, players' wages, uh, the club's budgets themselves... And it has, obviously, uh, the most distinct impact on fans. Indeed. And it's a big deal coming up, Jared. It always is, as you say. But everyone wants more money. The AFLW players want more money. The men want more money. We're talking about growing the game. We're talking about Tasmania coming in. So this is a a big legacy piece almost for Gillan McLaughlin and and one of his big uh, items on his to-do list. There'll be nothing left for his replacement to do, which is exactly how you want it. Obviously, they're over in the States at the moment. They're meeting. It is known. It's been reported. And it is fact that they're meeting with some of the streaming giants of the globe, the Paramount Pluses of the world, uh, Amazon as well. Given viewing habits have just changed so dramatically, haven't they, in, in recent years? And we're seeing the numbers at KO this year. So... They're over there for about a week or so. They've flown into New York, I'm told. But otherwise, uh, scant on detail here, Jared. They've, they've, they've shut up shop, the AFL. is a, a covert nature about this. So other than to say that it's coming to a head sooner rather than later, they need to get a, a move on um, with, with the next block of rights, which were renegotiated for, for 23 and 24, of course, in the face of COVID. So it is a big arrangement. And what will we get as viewers going forward here? Will, will, our, will our viewing habits be changed forever? Are we moving more away from the prime time? And are we all about the streaming now? And will they get one game a week like they do in the NFL? Or will will we go back to our staples, our sevens and our nines and our tens? You have to the acknowledge. Most, the most interesting part, Dermot, as a starting point, is at a time where television has fragmented, you have one company trying to buy the whole lot. It's so bolshy by... By Paramount 10 to make the play for the lot. Now, I suspect that's my suspicion is it doesn't end there and it might get them in the game, but that they are they're bold enough to step forward and go, no, we'll write the whole check and take on the entire game at a time where mm. the media has fragmented like never before. Yeah, yeah, it, that would you would think any company that does try and blanket bomb the whole thing and buy the, the, the enormity of what it is would have to on-sell some of it. But the AFL will probably say there is no deal unless we know every aspect of your plans for the coverage. We can't have our product being on-sold by you to a a third party who we don't know that much about. We also have to take into account that the absolute behavioural patterns of the consumer has changed dramatically. Uh, We've all... We're all close to young people who my kids, well, one of my children hasn't watched TV Free for so long. Yeah. Free to, it, it would not know how to do it. Just streams what yeah. they want to stream. They just purchase off that streaming their entire life and what they deem to be worthy of spending their money on comes from that yeah. stream. And the numbers reflect that. So the seven numbers are down, we know, this year, Jared, and the KO numbers have absolutely skyrocketed. And the Foxtel numbers are down. And Foxtel and KO are But is our the sport ready for that seismic change? Because I think we're all emotionally, mentally locked into, we turn the TV on, whether it's a pay... Uh, you know, we pay a, a thirty, forty, fifty dollars a month, or we get free to air, and we can see our football team on the weekend. We're all locked into that. 
But we're talking three years from now as well, though, Jared. Don't yes, forget. Yes, yes. So this and, is three years away. Cast your eye toward where that deal finishes. 100%. And, and trying to project what... Mm. So Dermot's right. We, we are, A, a unique television market. We, we share no commonalities in Australia to what happens in the States and the UK, where it's the, the um, paying for TV has been a way of life and nobody second guesses yep. it. But the streaming part of it, so you've, you've identified there, Dermot, the generational split. Yep. There'll be one portion of our football community that will be hugely fretful of this, and there'll be another part going... You old people and the way that you sit through ads. What the hell are you doing? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's pop up in the corner, and and then they, they then they link onto that, and then and that person knows where that link's come from when they've sold it to person X, and then they decide to no, I'm withdrawing my sponsorship dollars from free to wear TV because I've got direct touch with the person. I know where that person's purchase uh, uh, backtrack came from. It's a, a completely and utterly different world. I didn't understand it, I reckon, until about six months ago. I didn't want to understand it. But we've got to get our head around it, that that is the changing face of, of the population around us. Anyone under 25, that's the way they do business. Mm. I kind of like the idea of having slots owned by a separate entity. So uh, I know it's a, it's a bit American, but Fox that was ten Tele- and nine five, uh, ten years ago. Ten yeah. and nine, I think, Jared, yep. you were doing the boundary back yep. then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Founda- foundation member of the Channel Ten football you team. Yeah, well, well, put that on my profile again. <laughs> yeah. So so ten might ten might own Saturday night, and then Paramount might have. Paramount might Thursday, Foxtel might have Monday night, and the AFL. And you make it your there. own, yeah. And and, you, and and then you build products around that, so it feels like you've got more. So I, I get the point that your attention spans are shorter, but we've got to look to and where they are at the moment in America. Like NFL broadcast lasts you know, over nearly four hours. So what would happen? It is so valuable, Kane. What would happen then if you had that split between the two mm. a, a free to wear or two free to wears and or a a, a pay per view? But there was a slot also owned by a streaming service. How would mm. that affect the psyche of the over thirties? <laughs> yeah, well, it would be tough, wouldn't it? Because you you would be forced to sign up everywhere. Yeah, mm. I'd be I'd be first to, forced to get Foxtel or Ko, and then Paramount, and then you'd have your your free to wear mm. portion. Amazon, so or, yeah, a, a massive change in the way that we've uh, viewed football for such a long period. And, of time. And then, can I pose a question too that? If they're going to be paying billions, which that's the sound of it, they're going to want something for their money. They're going to want a return. They want to want greater access. And I, I put this on the table last on Thursday with, with with the two Andys, and that was poor Paddy McCartan. What actually transpired yeah. then? They want that type of access. Some people will say no, it's invasive, and just for the if you have not heard that conversation we had. It came down to us at halftime. He was a tremendous young man, manager, but he, he wonderfully, he, he passed it by Hutto and myself. I think Kingy was there, but he didn't pass judgment on it. And he asked about the footage we were looking at of Paddy McCartan when he'd come off. And we said, there is a story there, but leave the young man with his privacy in his domain of his change room. So we said, show him talking to the doctor who said... The new, made 
delivery of the news to him that he'd no longer be participant in the game. And then when he's looking away, leaning on the locker, that's that's another one which is heart-wrenching, but it shows the disappointment. And we went, go with that, leave out everything in the middle where he's dropping to his haunches and you can see the despair on him. He's dropping his head into his hands and all those types of actions. There was a fair bit of it. We didn't show that. We th- we Anthony and myself said, no, leave him with his dignity there. Shows thereafter did it. Now, I don't know whether we're right or wrong. That was just a personal read so by how us. So refl- how did you view John Longmire's comments? That uh, shouldn't have been shown. Uh, yeah, I, I listened to John, and, I th- and I'm only second-guessing here. I think John blended the whole amount of footage that was eventually shown into one. I, I, I feel, and it was our call, I feel the first two aspects we showed, the delivery of the news and the disappointment of him facing away, leaning on the locker, I thought that was enough to show the story, and it was a massive mm. story. Some people mm. will say, show the lot. That's the story. I, I, I can totally see John's point of view where he wants the protection, the emotional protection over uh, – sorry, the protection over that young man's emotions and, and them, them being on display. I totally get that. There is a big story here and, and people want to see the real-life heartfelt emotions. We just took away the, the bits which were really deep. But they eventually got shown on other other programs. So and they got shown once it was known what the outcome was. Mm-hmm. So that's so. He was out of the game though. So we knew yeah. that. We knew that, and the reason he was out of the game was because he'd failed the test. That was the outcome. Can clubs not get better here as well by going to the broadcaster in the moment to say this is why you're seeing what you're seeing. This is why he's up. This is the ax- absolutely how it stands at the moment. I'm we tried. We called and they were very good with the information they let out but they didn't let everything exactly. out at that stage. And and Jared, they were still at the airport Sydney and they were angry over the vision then. So it was always coming from John Lomwell. They hadn't even left the state and they were aware of what had been shown and they were a bit upset about it then but I think more clarity. Some clubs do it really well. Admittedly, it's not their A1 priority in the moment when you're trying mm-hmm. to win a game of football, of course, but it'd be nice to have that two-way communication. I totally understand, too, that yeah. I'm still – I've divorced myself from being a player, which takes a while because you, you kind of have protection over your kin. I've done that because I've been out of it long enough, but I still felt and I still feel right to this moment – the club room, the the change room, is the domain of the player. We do have cameras in there. The clubs permit us to have cameras in there. So it is a discretion call on what we... Not put sure to they it. get much of a say, to be honest. That, that's true. That is true. But it is our discretion call, what we put to air, because as per the agreement, we have that camera mm. there. I think we showed due discretion at that point in this time. This is the second flashpoint because came out Hayden Crozier earlier in the year that arguably was a little bit more dramatic, but it then emerged obviously that things were on delay, things had been recorded, and once it was established that the player was was healthy and safe and, and everything was fine, then they showed it. But of course, if you're at home watching in real time, you're not privy to that information. I, yeah, I was watching that one going, that, 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 was, that was a bit uncomfortable, that one. Clubs need to be aware that there are rooms in change rooms that don't have cameras in them. And Players get injected multiple times per game, and that's not broadcast because you're not administering the painkilling injection in the middle where cameras can see it. There's doctor's rooms, there's physio rooms, there's rooms where the players get changed. So I think the camera in that warm-up area is 
is fair game. Really, and it, really. but but I mm. but I'm with you, Jim. I can understand. I can understand John John's comments, and I'm not critical of him for making that because the best coaches always support their player, and it's really sensitive. But if they had their time again, you clearly identify where the doctor's room is and take him into that area so that that. But can't you know where we're at. Paddy's standing in the middle of that change room. The doctor's approaching him. He doesn't yeah. want to go off into a room to hear the bad news. He's ready to say thanks, doc. I'm running back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and that's yeah. where it gets delivered. And that's just that's just the moment. The other part of it was, Jerry, that Sydney did admit privately that there was a portion of it, and we've seen it a lot with players who were ruled out with concussion. They're left on their own in the rooms once the doctor leaves. Then it's just Paddy left to his own devices. So Sydney will make sure that doesn't happen again either, because I think they want to have someone around the player at all times, not just for health and safety reasons, but just for counselling, basically, in the moment. Apparently, a lot of the... And, and yeah, probably been skittled a few times, and one of the features that, that, that crops up when you are somewhat concussed is you don't accept it and you vibrantly... Yeah. We saw that with Jack Revolt, didn't we? Yeah. 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 The MCG you, where he wanted to come back out. Well, you it. argue the situation and that we, we had footage of... Paddy arguing the situation as well, mm. and and Anthony and myself said said to the young producer Dan said no, don't show it, don't show it, leave le- leave the man with his dignity. Yeah, yeah. So there were there were choices made along the way. I feel like a, a small element of this is the Swans would prefer that there was no public conversation around mm-hmm. Paddy McCartan because yep. of how sensitive sensitive it is and how distressing it is for the family, uh, and I. I I think I've sort of trampled past that point on 360, which I didn't mean to. But um, it is such these case studies. It's the same in the Will Pukowski scenario in cricket. These case studies are so public at the moment because this is the this is the evolving edge of how sport is confronted with and how it deals with concussion now, where the sports have been and where they will eventually get to, and um, that it is. Uh, it would be derelict not to discuss them, but the the private side of it is just so. Uh, it is graphic and yeah. it's it's agonising. I, you know, I know Will Pukowski and I. You know, it's it's awful discussing it publicly on some fronts, and yet this is right at the heart of sports grapple with what modern concussion looks like. Uh, The issues before us on on crunch time, before we zero in on what's coming this afternoon and the remainder of round seven, it's Geelong and Fremantle coming up at Kidinia Park. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 132191.